It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. It's Sin Shu Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as usual, AJ Applegarth. What is up, man? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. I, just, I don't even. I don't I even realize display names were missing, so I just threw them up there. Uh, but our display names were missing. I just put them back uh, up there. I don't know why those no, were gone. No. That was weird. I was like, something looks odd. <laughs> anyway, um, I know you had a, a lot of a lot of crap happen to you tonight, so we're just gonna not talk about that. But hey, yep, yep, we got football. All good. Football, nothing, nothing, real, uh, actual games that count. Football, <clears throat> nothing, Fills nothing I can't handle. Just uh, you know, another kick in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh Bills and Rams right now. We're about forty-four seconds, forty seconds ish. Uh, before the end of the first half, it is ten to seven. Ram or Bills. There's been a few turnovers in this game. Uh, a fumble, two interceptions by Allen, an interception by Stafford. It hasn't been the cleanest game, but um, you know the over under on this game was like fifty something, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, they was, are well under pace at this point. Yeah, um, I I kind of expect things to pick up, right? You know, second half adjustments. Uh, you know, you, you get these the the first game jitters out of the way, right? Um, so I expect things to pick up. Uh, there have been some very interesting things going on here, and and really the the big thing is the running backs, right? So if you look at the running backs, um, the Rams take for instance, right? Who who projected Der- Daryl Henderson having seven carries to Cam Akers, two. Not me. Uh, and then Singletary's getting the bulk of the, the work there, at least as far as running the ball. But it is not James Cook, who, by the way, is the one who fumbled. It's Zach Moss, two <laughs> carries, but he's gotten four receptions. Like, uh, okay. Coaches are just like, hey. Fantasy guys, go after yourselves. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> and then receiving, I think to me, like obviously, Coop, uh, Cup, Coop, whatever, Cup. Uh, Cup is obviously the, the man. He's already got seven Coop receptions Cup. for 57 and a touchdown. So <laughs> just doing Cup things, right? He, he, he's fine. Uh, Gabe Davis having a good day, three nice. for 41 and a touch. Diggs, six for 62. That's fine. 
Okay. It, it's kind of those secondary guys, right? And the one that I'm most interested in because I drafted him pretty much everywhere. And uh, I finally had to like start telling myself, take somebody different, take somebody different, right? Was Allen Robinson. Um, yeah. He's got one target, one reception for 12 yards. I just believe like if this offense is really going to get going, they need to get Sweet. Allen Robinson going too. Um, I it just, I think he uh, still too early to panic, obviously, but that's that's not a that's nope, not a good early sign him. there. So he's gone, dropped. <laughs> already dropped him. <laughs> so not all right, well, we gotta you know we'll we'll give some. You're gonna see me if you guys have not watched these shows during the season. You're gonna see me turn left a lot because my TV's yeah. over there. I unfortunately cannot figure out a way to put it in front of me. It would be like the middle of my living room if I did that. So or the middle of my basement. That's just not gonna work. But um, Ooh. anyway. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We're going to talk some rankings. We're going to do some strategy talks, some hot topics and the injuries. Get you ready for week one of your fantasy football seasons. Uh, before we do that, though, hit that subscribe button, that like button. Leave those comments. Leave those reviews. We appreciate it. And then, guys, I know... You know, we were we were pumping out pimping out those uh, memberships during the off season for drafting and things like that. But look, we've all drafted our teams, but the work doesn't stop. You still need advice. You still need start sit questions. You need trade questions answered. Uh, you get in on the website, fantasysixpack.net slash plans. Uh, we still got a few of those promo codes available. The F6P early for twenty five percent off. So go ahead and use that before it runs out first hundred members. And then, you know, you get the content, you get the rankings, you get most of all, best of all, you get the discord channel where you get direct contact to me, to AJ, to Dave Eddy, who's our DFS like master over there. You got, um, we got John LaPresto with dynasty stuff. We've got, we got tons of other great writers over there willing, sitting there willing to answer your questions for your team. Uh, so, you know, we write content for the masses. The Discord's for you. That's what you want to get in on. So, anyway, man, um, let's do our on cue beer of the week. Mm, beer. What, uh, what you got? Well, since it's a bit of an anniversary for us to do yet another new football season, uh, we're not quite up to this number yet, but I'm drinking the Stone 26th Anniversary Imperial IPA, a triple dry hopped Imperial IPA, 26 years in the making, 9.7 ALK slash Vol uh, in a 12 ounce can. Delicious. I'm going to have to find that one. It's not quite a Stone Delicious, but it's better. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I think I, I did their twenty fifth anniversary last year, and it was really good. So I'm gonna have to yeah. make sure I try to go find that one. Um, if you can't let me know. I might. Well, I will be getting more. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, probably just a safe bet, just to grab it anyway, because uh, I just kind of re- restocked yesterday for probably a couple of weeks at least. So I don't know. Next time we'll be going back out. But anyway, I am drinking the last of the beers that I picked up from my beach trip over the summer um burlington beer company it is it's complicated being a wizard and uh yeah cool little can art there 
Oh, I, yes, I saw that one. I actually almost got that, and I was like, "Where have I seen this damn can before?" Yeah, um, it's a double IPA. Have I had it on the show? I don't. I don't think I did. I don't know if you had it on the show, but no, I, I don't remember. At least maybe you did. I don't but think I did. I think I just I've been saw saving this on one pack. for a couple of weeks just for the show. Yeah, but um, anyway, um, I forget what my rating was. I I, I kept apparently forgot to keep putting it into untapped but let me drink and re-rate you know like yep, it gets but... actually a really good rating on untapped but i'm not a big fan of it it's got a really like harsh bite at the end like it's mm. uh kind of like like you know some of the, some of the some of these beers like kind of stings after it like that kind of aftertaste that's what this yeah, has yeah, and i yeah. forget what hops does that to me um this probably has it in. I feel like it's like the the Montezuma hops or something like that. I'd have to look yeah, at it, but it's Montezuma not my design. favorite. This has Simcoe, Idaho's. Oh, Chinook. That's what it is. Uh, I am not a Chinook hops guy. Yeah, I feel like every beer that, that has that. I mean, it, it's a solid like three and a half. I mean, it's it's right there. It's, it's But there's plenty better in my opinion. So... Anyway, former producer Jeff Hicks will be proud for your. Uh, I know he, he checked in. A, he checked in a beer later today. Earlier today, three and a half. Uh, nice. And I almost like applauded him for actually rating a beer higher than two and a quarter because that's what he does. You're growing. <laughs> anyway, man. So, like I said, we're gonna be talking. We're gonna be jumping in. Uh, we're gonna be doing a new format this this season for the 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 season long show. Right. And um, we're going to be going each week. We're going to be talking, running through my weekly rankings um, and, and, you know, dissecting those, you guys can kind of grill me, whatever, you, you know, you and LaPlante, LaPlante's going to jump in at that time and, and kind of grill me with questions, kind of question some of my things or, or whatever and uh, some of my rankings. But first, man, I, I want to just jump into some general strategy talk here. And, you know, it, it's always a good – And we, we said this on that strategy show that we did, what, back in like July 6th or whatever it was. You know, we went through a lot of this. But um, specifically for me, like week one strategy, you know, I think it's probably like 95%. You're just kind of draft. You're starting the guys you drafted earlier, right? There's not a whole lot of scenarios where I'm going, oh, well, you know, I drafted, you know, these two running backs first. I've got two running back slots, but I'm going to start this other guy that I put on the bench. That doesn't usually happen, right? Unless there's an injury or you drafted really early and, there's like a all of a sudden we got like a whole bunch of news where the guy you drafted as your RB two is probably not going to start or maybe like the role just roles have changed that type yeah. of stuff is really the only reason why I've really to go against the order that I drafted these players so you can overthink it in week one and kind of you know over over complicate it for yourself. Um, I guess maybe the only the only case would be like your flex, right? Especially if like two flexes. 
you can, you know, obviously you probably drafted a whole bunch of guys that could fit in there. So that's where you're playing matchups and things like that. But I think your your main roster spots are pretty locked in for the most part. Would you agree or disagree, AJ? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, and I am definitely one to fall victim to overanalyzing and overthinking my week one lineups because, I mean, you want to start out with a win out of the gate. Um, obviously it's a long season. You can make up uh, a loss here and there, but you don't, you don't want to put up an L on the first week. You never want to be that guy. So just go with the kiss theory. Keep it simple. Sucker. And, uh, you know, just, (laughs) just, you drafted these guys for a reason. Um, you know, whether it's, following ADP, following your gut, just because you like a certain team, whatever it may be, but don't overthink it. you got to start the guys you want. I mean, I almost didn't start Stafford tonight because I was like, hmm, you got the elbow. Uh, depends on who your bills. second quarterback is, but he's not super high ranked for me. Um, no. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'd be looking at uh, like a Davis Mills or – Oh no! No one, no, no one. That's like, or, or you mean like a Carson Wentz okay. that trade that you just saw go through in the uh, draft night out league? Oh yeah, goodness! No. I don't know if it yeah. actually did go through. I think it's going through tomorrow. That's like, just <laughs> talk about overreact. Like we do the overreaction show, yeah, in week two usually, right? Because that's when people are freaking out over week one results. Oh God, I'm always talk about two. overreacting to a elbow injury in the off season with Matthew Stafford, and somebody is apparently trading Matthew Stafford for Carson Wentz straight up in the draft night out leagues, and that's just. I did end up going on the message board and chatted uh, or the chat board, whatever it is. And like asked about, it. I was like, not necessarily knocking the trade. Just curious. what No, you are. Was. I mean, no, you are. I you mean, should be. Cause that trade. Yeah. Now again, there is the follow-up trade where the guy giving up Stafford also gave up AJ Dillon for Lenny Fournette. Yeah, but that's not nearly <sighs> as it's not a, the talent there. The difference there is not, went it's to not the same. like no get out of here no that, that's silly um but back to the strategy talk so it's just some other things real quick i don't want to harp on this too much you guys can go back and and uh watch our fantasy football strategy show that we did uh over here on the youtube channel or wherever you listen we we, we put it up there as well um but just to kind of reiterate a, a few of those things a few of those points that we made there you know it's you know, stay up on news, right? You know, be active on the waiver wire. Like you do not want to be the person who misses the waiver wire Wednesday every single week, right? And or multiple yeah. times, you will fall behind. You're not going to win your league if you miss that. Um, yeah. You know, throw out trade offers, right? You know, be active, um, and and don't set your lineup purely based on rankings. And I know it's weird for me to say that because I'm a big rankings guy, but sometimes, especially when the decision is close, right? There are cases where I'm going to say, look, your two running backs, your two receivers, even your flex is like top notch. Your quarterback is good. Your tight end. You can go upside 
with your wide receiver three or flex or whatever it is. Like you can kind of play with it if it's a close, right? I mean, go, you know, you can, you, you just have to know who you're playing, what you need, that kind of stuff. Sometimes you've got to go <coughs> with what you need to get the win. So, um, trying to think of some other things. I don't know. Feel free to just jump in with any other quick, well, quick yeah, strategy well, tips here, you know, AJ. Piggybacking off of that, I mean, I'm a big strength of schedule guy. So, hmm. I do look at the matchups a lot and and yeah. weigh that into how I'm setting my lineups. Um, you know, if it's a no-brainer top-tier guy or, you know, top-two-tier even, and he's got going up against a team that's a tough matchup for him, okay, whatever. He's still going to get the ball. He's still going to get volume. Um, yeah. he volume, may not, is, volume is key. Yeah, he in, may in not necessarily hit where you hope he does, if he had an easier matchup, but you're still going to, you're going to roll with it and, and still be okay with it. Like no one's coming in, you know, Monday morning quarterback as, Oh, well, yeah, check me out. I, I put Joe Mixon on the bench cause he had a tough matchup and uh, I rolled with Damian Pierce and he beat him by like, you know, <laughs> points. Yeah. Check yeah. me out. Like, nah, I mean, up. Yeah, you still lost your matchup. You, you want to use the, you want to use the matchups for like the close decisions. I mean, you're you're yeah. playing your top end guys, even if Joe Mixon plays, um, you know, uh, the Rams, right? Who have a really top notch run defense. You're still playing him because the volume is going to be there, and that's another thing to consider. You know, it's just volume is key in the sport, so yep. you need to just find out who's playing, who's not, but. Um, yeah, I mean, th- look, there's, there's all sorts of things that, you know, you just really, it's just paying attention being active, setting your lineups. Um, another big thing is never play your Thursday night players in your flex spot ever, unless yep. you somehow have to, which I don't see how that happens. Um, but cause, and, and for those of you who are probably going like, but why? Like, it doesn't matter. He still is in my starting lineup. Well, what happens, right, is Sunday morning, those injuries come out, right? And so you can get surprised with a starting. So if you put your third running back in your flex and one of your starting running backs gets hurt, but you don't have any good running backs on your bench and you would have rather subbed in a receiver for that guy, now you can't. But if you had put your Thursday night player in your running back spot, and then your RB2 in your flex who got hurt, you can then make the swap. It's a, it's a, it's a, honestly, it's a rookie mistake. And, and, you know, it's something that people just don't think about. Um, So I actually posted that on the Discord channel. I just reminded everybody, you know, because it's early season, people probably not really thinking about it. I actually had to move like Isaiah McKenzie into my, my, wide receiver three spot and moved my wide receiver three who yeah i mean clearly is ranked higher than him is not rankings it doesn't really matter like your lineup is not your rankings they're gonna get you points no matter where you put them but you just need the roster flexibility that's what it gives you so that's a big big strategy point for me um so i think we can move on aj if you are ready yeah i'm good with it so so we got some hot topics and uh 
be honest, yeah. Mike LaPlante threw this whole show together for us. Thankfully, I've had a crazy, crazy, crazy week. Um, so I'll just read it off here, I guess. Or, or Mike, do you want to like present them, I guess? I mean, that just gives you more reason to use me as a scapegoat. I mean, yeah. Yes. Fine. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Be the voice from the sky. Let Check. Present the question. <laughs> all right. All right. So, guys, with the news of Zach Wilson possibly being out till at least week four, what are we thinking about doing with the Jets position players in the meantime with Joe Flacco starting? Do you want to take that one, Joe? Yeah, I mean, so so they obviously all get a bit of a knock down, in my opinion. Um, but maybe not as much as you think. I mean, I think it, a lot of people were hoping for a good sophomore campaign from Zach Wilson. You know, we saw some flashes of him being a good fantasy player. But I'm not really sure he's like a stud, you know, or not definitely not a stud, but, you know, I'm not sure he's still going to be a reliable NFL quarterback. And so, you know, you had to temper your expectations with with guys like Elijah Mitchell and 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 Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis. And, and so you did like you saw them going kind of in that wide receiver three, sometimes even farther, you know. Well, not sometimes, but usually lower than that range. Uh, you know, the running backs, Brees Hall got a lot of love early, but really stopped getting, you know, the love because he wasn't really going to be he's now not the starter or whatever they're calling it. So there's that. So I don't know if Flacco being there really changes a whole lot. I mean, Flacco's maybe not got the upside that Zach Wilson or we hope Zach Wilson has. But he's a, a capable NFL quarterback still, and he's going to get the ball to these guys. It's just, it's just not going to be a great offense for a little while, unfortunately. Yeah that that was another thing that I was looking at a lot this week because there is a lot of revenge games, so to speak, and not necessarily on purpose. Um, obviously, the the uh, Denver, no, they are. <laughs> well, they are, but yeah, yeah, they are. The, the, the NFL is smart like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, the NFL wasn't thinking, oh, well, Zach Wilson's going to get injured. Oh, wait, wait, they signed Flacco. Okay, let's make this work. Oh, yeah, no, definitely not. Like <laughs> that, that's what I mean by it. But obviously, the Denver and Seattle game was meant to be. Um, and it's going to be ugly. But yeah, I mean, this, this Jets offense. I mean, hey, Joe Flacco's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He had a miraculous postseason that year. Um, since then, well, he's kind of been Joe Flacco. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't, say. you don't go back and you're like, oh, Joe Flacco's a Super Bowl guy. And then, you know, he was awesome. Uh, I mean, he's an average quarterback. He's, He's smart. He knows, you know, what he's doing back there. He's a veteran presence, which I think is actually nice for the Jets because they're such a young team. Um, yes. But I agree. I don't think I'm necessarily knocking everybody down, you know, out of my starting lineup just because Joe Flacco's there. Um, again, I'm going to be looking at matchups. I'm going to be looking at 
um, you know, I'm going to be looking at this first week really uh, to see. Yeah, the first how... week is rough, but yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it's a, definitely that... a tough uh, revenge game going back against Baltimore. I mean, how many how many guys here are like just licking their chops? Like, yeah, we get to just smack Joe in a game now. I mean, they get they get Cleveland, Cincy, and Pittsburgh. I'm, that's it's not a that's not a great start for the Jets, man. No, it's they not. Actually it's have like a pretty rough schedule. Oh, wait, you've already played all of these teams and you've had some decent success. So yeah, it's good work. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. But I mean, like really, really the only the only startable guys, you know, a lot I'll I'll still start Elijah Moore. I'm kinda out on Wilson right now. Corey Davis yeah. is not really startable either. Mm-hmm. Uh the running backs, who knows, man? Like I guess, you know, Hall, we're hoping Hall is good and just going, you know, the talent will shine there. But it's a rough, it's a rough start, man. I've got these guys outside of uh, more. I pretty much all have, I have those two running backs. Like at best, they're like flux type players. Yeah. I have a lot of guys ranked ahead of them who weren't, especially for Hall, ranked ahead in the draft rankings. But, yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty high on Hall coming into the year. You know, I was buying into the hype. Um, I didn't really get to draft him in a lot of places, though. It, it took him a couple of times. Everyone was time. jumping on it way yeah. quicker than I really felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take him last night in, in the F6P League because, again, I just didn't have any shares. And I was like, I need to get something on this guy. And then I was like... This is still the Jets. <laughs> this this could go very badly, but yeah, it is what it is. So we'll see what happens. All right. Next All right. question. The next hot topic there, Mike. The plant. All right, I got I guess, I guess. You I mean you guys really seemed infatuated with talking about the Jets, so I was gonna let you go. Nope, we ended it. <laughs> <laughs> All we right, went. we'll move on. And then we stopped. <laughs> We'll move on to, you know, just a step above the Jets, maybe. All right. With the news of James Robinson being active behind Travis Etienne for week one, of course, in a limited fashion, does this raise any concerns for starting Etienne in week one? No. Uh, No. I I don't think it really does. Um, Again, James Robinson, another guy drafted last night because I just haven't had enough shares of them, uh, you know, at all. And I love ETN this year. I, I think because of how these two backs have played again, knowing ETN only from his college play. Um, but what we've seen out of Robinson, I mean, Robinson's been a very good running back mm-hmm. on a very bad team. Um, but he's still performed. He's been pretty reliable aside from the injury issues. Uh, I'm not worried this week because I think that these two backs have enough of a different style of play that there's enough room for both of them to succeed in this offense under Peterson. Um, I mean, you saw it with the Eagles. Peterson likes to use all of his weapons you know he's not like a you gotta go with this guy he's the hot hand you you can only go with this guy i mean he he yeah. doesn't really believe in that shit um and it's it's good for 
for fantasy. Well, it's great for fantasy because then you know your guys are going to get opportunities, but it's also good for football in general because it keeps your guys rested. It keeps them hungry. In my mind, it keeps them, you know, on their toes. Like when, when is my chance? Is it coming? All right, fine. I got to perform because they know, well, they may get, you know, pushed out, but they're still going to get another chance. Um, And their time's going to come. And, you know, Robinson's still dealing with the injury. He's going to be active, but yeah. He's going to be active, but yeah, is he going to be active? Right, that's my worry. But I'll I'll give my take here in a second, but I do want to answer Trey's question here. So it's James Conner this week, full PPR versus Kansas City, or Michael Thomas versus Atlanta. I think this is easy. You go Conner. You know know the workload's going to be there. I was fine drafting Thomas um, because, you know, he's coming back and, you know, you, you could typically, if you drafted this way, you could typically get Thomas as wide receiver three, sometimes wide receiver four. So like, yeah. you're not heavily relying on him if he does bust and doesn't work out. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I am worried about Thomas first game back. And just, just how, again, we're talking about with Robinson, like how active he's going to be. He was dealing with a hamstring injury this offseason. Um, I know the matchup plays in favor for Thomas, but it's it's James Conner, you know, 99 times out of 100 for me. Like, I, I probably more. So, yeah, I don't see I, any difference. It, full PPR, I, I, it's a little closer for me, but... I like because I'm a big Thomas fan or was um, got kind of burned out on him because of the injuries and whatnot. But you know, Connor has his own injury issues too. Yeah, but I mean, I think you got to roll with him when he's healthy. That he's he's got that oh, backfield. Yeah. That backfield yeah. is it, it is opinion, his. So. Uh, I think it's I think it's still Connor in my mind. Yep, it's, it's closer. All right, so me. so my so my quick take on on James Robinson and, and you kind of said a lot of the same things I did. You know, it's it's really just. Look, he's going to be active, but I mean, he's what nine ish months away from tearing an Achilles. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, look, we, we saw Cam Akers come back from the Achilles injuries last season in what, eight and a half months, and yeah. saw how ineffective he was early on. And he's still ineffective. Now, the Bills defense is really, really good. You know, better than Washington. Although Washington's front is good, I mean, they're not going to chase Young, but yeah. it's still pretty stout. I still think Washington's defense is going to be better than people people think this year. Um, and then, especially when Chase Young can come back, it's going to just be even better. I think they're just. I, I just had to believe last year was just like I don't know what happened last season, but anyway, um, Etn. I mean, talented guy. He's got the connection with his quarterback, Lawrence, from college days. Um, I just – I have to believe that ETN is going to be the primary running back for that team. Maybe not primary rusher once Robinson gets in the flow of things, but especially week one, I think we, he will be. Uh, but as the season progresses, I think we're going to see Robinson get more involved. But ETN's going to be the one you still want. He's going to get all those 
drop, you know, those drop, uh, dump offs and, you know, underneath throws, they're going to, they're going to find a way to get Ethan the ball, in my opinion. And, yeah. and we know from watching him plenty of times in Clemson as ACC fans that uh, he's the real deal. He's good. Yeah, he's damn good. <laughs> so I think we got last question here. All right. Last Lance. one. You want this is going to be quick because I actually kind of already yeah. said it. Oh, did McKenzie uh, score? Yeah. Yes, I was I was relishing in McKenzie making up. Hey! I started McKenzie, and I think I drafted him in a few best balls. I lost track. <laughs> All right, but on to the next question here. And, you know, you, you kind of brought it up a little bit with Cam Akers, but how do we see the backfield for the Rams playing out? I mean, we're kind of seeing it now between right. Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson uh, for week one and the continuing season. I mean, look, I, I, I still thought Akers was going to get more work week one is not telling us that story though like you know i turned the page and went oh that's not how i expected the story to go we're eight carries to two and k makers how many yards does he have on those carries zero not yeah. good not good the bills the bills offense the bills the bills defense is is really good so um you know it's whatever but, but henderson is just he's getting a lot more of the work. And so I, it is what it is. You know, I, I think as of now, I don't, you know, I'm not cutting acres, but I'm not going to panic and cut him. Um, I'm not going to trade him for, you know, at, at this point, a super low value, but would I put him on my bench? If I have at least somebody capable behind him, yeah, I probably would. I think I want to wait and see with him. I want to see how this goes because this isn't a good sign. No, it's definitely not. And I have a lot of Cam Akers shares. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily not actually. on purpose, but yeah, probably on purpose. Um, I feel like I didn't get a lot of him. I have him in a dynasty league, and that's about it. Um, but I don't know, like as the off season went on, I just started getting this really bad feeling from him and was like, you know what? I'm just going to not, I'm just going to not draft him. I'm just going to take the next guy, you know, like, and seems like that was a good decision so far. So we'll see. I mean, it's a long season. Week 1 we see we see crazy things in week 1 all the time where it's like, "Oh no. This is going to happen." And then like it pretty much just becomes that was just week 1. The coaches were pretty much just for lack of a better word, they were just fucking with us. You know, like that's pretty much what it comes down to. So, um yeah. I mean, well, let's jump into these rankings. And so, you know, again, this is the first time we're doing this kind of format of the show. I'm going to let you guys decide you AJ and yeah, how do you guys want to do this? You guys want to alternate asking me or just AJ doing it? How do you guys want to do this? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll jump in here. I'll, I'll let Mike have his, his little buddy, buddy time and you know, watch buddy, buddy time. Okay. <laughs> I am having a good time or, or, with my football. Or, 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 or you mean he wrote all the questions. And so you want him to do it. Are you watching football? Are you doing something else with a football? I never mind. Never mind. Um, all the above. 
Yes. Mm. That chick does not look happy. Um, That's anyway. Stafford's wife. Is it? Yes. Oh. Okay. I can't. Anyway, so let's jump into captains. the rankings talk. All here. right. So, question one we will start with the QB position. And with a juicy matchup against the Raiders in week one, why is it that you have Bobby Air Bear as your QB5 behind, obviously, Josh Allen? (laughs) Oh, wrong Air Bear. My bad. Um, Why do you have him still ranked behind Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patty Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, look, I mean, we're, we're you know we're, we're splitting hairs here with, with these with these top quarterbacks at this point, right? So when, when I did the rankings, right, I, I looked at you know it, could I put Josh Allen down a couple? Yeah, but that looks like it would have been a terrible decision. So I'm glad I didn't do that. Even though he's throwing two picks, one wasn't his fault for sure. Um, Lamar gets the Jets. So, yeah, he's going to eat, dude. Uh, Mahomes gets Arizona, which, yeah, I mean, I know we're all sort of questioning what Mahomes is going to do with a lack of, you know, talent at receiver. I just think it's still Mahomes. In Arizona, not a great off, not a great defense. They have a good offense. This could be a shootout type of game, man. I think uh, Mahomes is going to do very, very well. Hurts gets Detroit. I just I just like it for him a lot. And so yeah, Herbert just kind of fell into that fifth spot. I mean, Vegas, you know, they had they don't have a juggernaut defense, but it's not horrible. Um, you know, Max Crosby sitting there, uh, you know, and and those division games too, those get you sometimes, right? It it's crazy things happen in those division games. Um so, I, I honestly could put him at six below my next, which is Murray, and I wouldn't bat an eye. But I could also put him two, and it, I wouldn't be surprised. Like th- those guys are not not separated by a lot of points in in my rankings. So. <laughs> It is what it is. You don't have all five. You know, nobody's got two of those guys. And if you do, you drafted wrong. So <laughs> you're starting Herbert, right? So, like, that's really what it comes down to. But, yeah, I, I get the question of why do I have him fifth? Because it looks weird when you look at it. But it it's not, though. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just it's just the matchup and just kind of the way the things fell. Like, it, we're splitting hairs there when it comes to the points. Yeah. All right. So... Sticking with the quarterback position here, um, looking at Tom Brady, and now th- this matchup with Tampa and Dallas is kind of interesting because obviously they're two of the bigger name quarterbacks here. Um, you've got Brady at nine, you've got Dak at twelve. I mean, I think that's pretty fair, but was there? I mean, what was your mindset in putting Brady that far down knowing that he's the goat he refuses to go the hell away he even <laughs> retires and then comes back because he doesn't like his family enough 
to like hang out with him other than maybe his son that he makes out with. But um, I don't know. Well, what what's what's your thought process that, with with that ranking? I thought that one was interesting. Yeah. So with that one, right? It, it's it's a lot of the same concerns that we have with why Brady is dropping in the draft rankings, right? You know, earlier on this off season, you know, let's say July, right before camp opened, you saw Brady pretty regular regularly ranked six, seven. So, you know, but now with all those O-line issues, um, we're not really sure still if Godwin's going to actually play. So that that's a huge factor. Um, you know, we know Evans is there. Julio's there. But, I mean, what are we really going to get from Julio? Nobody's totally sure. Um, it's... So it's it's just it's just a multitude of, of factors here again, um, and Dallas like you know yeah they they allowed quite a few points last year, um, but they were really good at turnovers, and so where I know like that's not Brady's thing, but I mean. <laughs> You, you never know, right? I mean, they they could get crazy. And, and uh, I mean, look, what, the, the real issue, right, is the O-line. I mean, what's the one way we've seen over Tom Brady's entire career? What's the one way to beat him? Pressure. Pressure. Hit him in the mouth, right? Get in his face. That's I how everybody the gets NFC it. East, but, well, <laughs> I mean, that's up there. But, I mean... It, I mean, look, Dallas last year allowed 14. Uh, I don't know what scoring category that is. Let's just do. Well, it doesn't matter because it's quarterbacks. They allowed, what, 14.3 fantasy points. Oh, that's preseason. Dang it. I'm looking at the wrong. I was like, that seems really low. That doesn't make any sense. Dallas also sucks. Um, so 15.9 fantasy points. To oh, the quarterback not, last year, it's not a great number. Which is, that, I mean, uh, that's pretty damn good because of their defense. It's actually and, and, seventh best. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, could that's they? They're, they're not gonna. They're not gonna stop Tom Brady, but could they limit him from having a phenomenal game? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely think they could. And then looking at again this game last year early season was might have even been the first week last year too i can't remember but it was a great game i mean it was a back and forth shootout game i can see that happening again um i think it would be a little less high scoring than it was because some of the players aren't there. Uh, again, right. You already talked you know, about as much God as I and, don't want to admit it, you know, Cooper's not there. Gallup's not there, but you know, yeah. Cooper does make a difference, at least on the I NFL mean, field. He's just not. And that's going to hurt <laughs> CD lamb's production because everyone's going to be keying in on him. Uh, uh, yes and no. Well, but yeah, I comparative to if Gallup was on the field and if Cooper was still in Dallas. That's that's what I'm getting at. Well, you also got to imagine that a lot, like every target is going to go his way. But yeah, I digress. You know, it's. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's why that's why I ranked him where I did. You know, again, 
you know, you got Burrow and Wilson ahead of him. Wilson's playing Seattle, who they're just not very good anymore. You know, it's no. um, Ever behind since him. That you know, guy left. I mean, would you take Seattle, a, would, atrocious. Would you take a chance on like a Trey Lance or even a Rogers behind him? I mean, Rogers has the same problems as Brady does no. now. You know, that's the thing. So, like, I, well, yeah, Rogers is, is old. Is. He doesn't have his safety nets that he's used to. Right. Uh, you know, outside of the running backs, really. Um, Lazard's kind of banged up and, and a question mark. Oh, wait, he has Sammy Watkins and he's really good in week one. So, <laughs> so there's a chance. Mm, okay. So I'd still keep Rogers there's a ahead. Chance. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like it. No, I agree right. with the rankings. I, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would switch either of those guys too much, you know, ahead of one way or the other. I mean, um, yeah, again, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. For, I mean, like, I'm not going to be 100 right. I never have been. Never will claim to be. Uh, yeah. If anybody does, they're they're lying their ass off. But you know, it's just these are all really good yeah. quarterbacks. So you gotta you gotta pick and choose your spots. You gotta pick and choose with the with the matchups and and just you know random things like offensive line and you know that matters like those those matchups matter but i need to get laplante in here asking the next questions here because these are these actually are his questions so i'm gonna make you come back laplante i'm sorry here what that's fine that's fine all yep. right you get the running backs aj let's take the receivers <laughs> that's fine all right so on to the running backs i mean again we're gonna stick to a theme here and we're gonna talk about travis Etienne. All right. Did you have trouble uh, trying to rank ETN with you know the tough matchup against the Commanders and the you know news we already talked about with the touches possibly being taken away? Uh, I mean, it's not easy ranking anybody per se, but um, I mean, I'm just trying to figure. Like, I actually want to look at where I am in comparison to the ECR here. So the ECR, for those of you who don't know, is the expert consensus rankings over on fantasy pros where i actually submit my rankings to so the x the consensus is right at running back 18 and where do i have him running back 19 so i'm one below it um terrible i know i suck (laughs) i'm not I'm I'm what maybe that makes me less than average. I don't know. I don't know how that works. No, I mean, are you calling experts average? Because that's that's a bold statement. I think I think some of the people that rank on there would would love to be average. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> Sorry, it's Mike's question. I'll stop talking. Um, no, you're good. No, you know what though? Like to be real, um, you you want to say the the Washington Commanders have a good run defense, and to where I think they're going to be better. They still struggled pretty bad last year. I mean, they were middle of the pack, twenty two points to the running back. And as we kind of, I'm not going to go long winded because we just did on on this, but I still think Etienne's going to see the bulk of the work, and especially in any sort of point per reception, even if it's just half, um, Etienne's the guy there, and I have no. No issue starting him over plenty of guys, including our man who's running tonight, Cam Akers, who I have him ranked ahead of. So thank God I did that. (laughs) 
Yeah, I specifically moved Cam Akers out of a flex spot into a starting spot. Hmm. I mean, zero is going to be zero no matter where you put it, right? <laughs> we just talked about people moving out of flex spots on Thursday night games. I know, I get it. But I'm just saying, your, your zero is going to be the zero no matter where you put it. Anyway, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just probably kidding. like points. Lost in your ball. Jesus, man, calm down. All right. Next question. Yeah, at least you still have the you know flexibility of throwing a wide receiver in there. And, and yeah, and now honestly, man, you can now Above you're gonna have to mix in or swift. Oh wait. No. no. Yeah, no, you're starting those guys. Um yeah. all right. I can't attest to those decisions. Let's do the next question, Mike. <laughs> all right, on to the next. This one's just straight and to the point. Joe. Why so much hate for Brees Hall running back thirty three against the Ravens, man? Like I think I we're talking about a, a early second round draft pick here. I mean, I know Michael Carter's in the mix, but we know Brees Hall is going to be the main guy, right? Is he though? I mean, I think we alluded to this earlier too, where we just kind of yeah. ran, and I didn't. I'll be honest; he told me to read these questions. I didn't. Um, it's been a it's been a shitty week, man. Um, uh yeah catch up. So, no it's um but that actually makes for better radio like i don't know what the questions are so i gotta you know i, I can't yeah. like come prepared with like the 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 boring like but blah blah blah, I mean, blah, blah, blah. like how, i just gotta come up with put... the answer on the fly so it makes for better radio i like it all right better shows whatever we're not on the radio i'm pretending um breeze hall yes i mean i would i think we all want him to be the guy and um actually if somebody asked about him on discord uh earlier tonight and I answered you cannot confidently start breeze hall right now in my opinion uh unless you're running back two or your flex options are just atrocious I think I think we're in a wait and see mode with him they've already you know the coaches have come out and said that Michael Carter is actually the starter um breeze hall did not look good in the preseason and I know it's preseason but here's the thing the one, the couple of things I look for in the preseason, right, is these guys in position battles, right? You want, you know, your third receivers or your second receivers for these teams. You want them to kind of, you want them to look just exponentially better than the guys that they're battling with for that position, right? Mm-hmm. You want rookies to look good especially if they're going to play deeper into the preseason game where they're going to be playing against backups, right? Brees Hall did not look good. So there's just not a whole lot to really like about him right now. And with the Jets coming out and saying that they're going to use Michael Carter as their de facto starter right now, he he's got to he's got to drop down the list and you know AJ you said it too right um, you know I I took like an I took like an early share of him or two and then like as the camps and preseason started going on he was kind of on my do not draft list after a while because he was just yeah. going at a place where I wasn't comfortable taking him. Could he have an end of the season like we saw two seasons ago with Jonathan Taylor where he just blew up at the end? Absolutely. Yeah. But tell me how many of those teams that drafted Jonathan Taylor where they did, because Jonathan Taylor is a stud, as we know, 
tell me how many of those teams made the playoffs and actually did well in those leagues. Probably not very many because you get hurt with the draft capital you spent on these players that aren't going to be good until week nine. That's hard. That's really hard. You got to have a team. Yes, you do. You're breaking up a little bit, AJ. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Hopefully it's not me. No, it's probably me. But um, anyway. I, yeah. So. All right. Let's do the receivers here and then finish off with our injuries and close it up. All right. So let me get back to the question board. Here we go. All right. So receivers, we got a battle of the mics here. Uh why is Pittman ranked higher at? Well, let me double check this because I don't know. LeBlanc got it right. He did. Okay, so yeah, seven. All right. I think he just missed. Please scapegoat. Uh, no scapegoat because the first thing I looked at was quarterbacks. The first thing we talked about, and I just think you may have forgot to click on Joe's date to get the actual number rankings. Anyway. We got Pittman ranked higher at wide receiver receiver seven than Mike Evans at wide receiver 10 against the Cowboys. And Pittman would be going against Houston. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think really what it comes down to is, uh, you know, Mike Evans is going to be just fine. Um, You know, he's a, a very talented receiver um, but volume isn't really his thing anymore um, you know he he catches you know he'll he'll catch 70 well really for a few years like he, he's gonna catch like 70 75 passes he's gonna catch a bunch of yards yeah yeah he'll probably you know maybe he'll score this game probably will at least i th- I think he will a top ten you know you better score to be a top ten guy um but again, you know Dallas isn't a just a complete pushover um although they they allowed quite a few points to the receivers, but I also just think there's a lot more other options for Tom Brady in that offense, despite Godwin, maybe not playing. You still got Julio gauge is looking like he might be on his way to playing again this week from what I think. I read. Um, and then you look at Indy, right? I mean, let's be real after, after, after Pittman, I mean, we all like Paris Campbell, but Paris Campbell plays like a quarter gets hurt. And then, Misses six games and then plays another quarter and then gets hurt <laughs> and done for the year. Put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, I so not like Paris Campbell. You know, Alec Pierce. You know, a rookie. Um, Naheem Hines, talented guy. But again, like, look, I, I get it. Hines, are, fine. Are I, I totally luckless. get it with Hines, but that's not taking away. And we also know which is why Pittman started rising so drastically toward the end of draft season. People started figuring or maybe remembering or factoring into the rankings that Matt Ryan hyper targets his wide receiver one. Look, maybe that isn't going to happen in Indy. He's been with Atlanta his entire career, you know, Um, that's just kind of been their offense, but 
when Julio was the guy, he hyper-targeted Julio, even with Ridley there, even if they were both healthy. Um, when Julio moved on, it was all Ridley. You know, he hyper-targets his number one. And so Pittman's that that hyper-target number one. And come on, he gets Houston. <laughs> Talk about a crappy defense. Yes. So Pittman, yeah. to me. You're could, right about the crappy defense, but what if they, you know, go up big and they don't need to throw? They don't need to hyper-target. There them. is there is that. There is that. But – So game script plays a factor into rankings and into things like that. But you got to remember, there's a reason why teams get up big, right? And if if Indy is going to get up big, you have to imagine Pittman is one of those reasons why. So he might get his early and then kind of be like out of the picture. Um but I, you know, I was just, I don't, I don't feel like Indy's one of those teams where like they're gonna just like completely blow out a team. Um, you know, Houston could clearly be one of them, but um, Indy just never feels like a team where like they're just gonna destroy destroy people because they're such a slow offense, and you know they don't spread it around and stuff like that. So like the games are always too close closer than they should be yeah all right next up perfect timing too uh gabe davis your wide receiver 23 is ranked higher than the Uh, number one target uh, for the bears mr daryl mooney at 28 daryl um Oh, sorry, Darnell. My contacts are bothering me. Sorry. They're, yeah, I'm an idiot. You know their no, names, I just can't though, read. Right? Sorry, I, I can't blame it on the contacts. I'm just it's it's been a it's been a day. it's beer four that you're on. Yeah, it's been a day. Yes, it is beer four. Um, yes. I mean, you can make the argument that Davis has a tougher uh, matchup here against the Rams, but. Then he just got like a 40 yard catch. So maybe not. Um, Mooney's going against the Niners. Uh, I, I, what, what, what say you? I don't, I don't, you don't know the I'm question just, anymore. So, I'm yes, just, the I'm Rams. Watching, watching the so, so he, here's the funny thing about the Rams, right? So they, um, they do, they do a pretty good job of shutting down some teams number one receiver but after that man they got toasted last year um 36.7 fantasy points of wide receiver last year in full ppr and seventh worst so not great so davis like a lot of people you're not gonna rank it this way just because the talent and you know the target share is going digs way or at least you think it will um but you know, you look at—I mean, I'm—I I had the stats pulled up, but then they. Went. Then I started reading the question way too long. No, I no, I I, I just switched. <laughs> I just switched. Um, I'm lagging again. Nope. Just so kidding. no, so so digs again. The target share is there for digs eight to five, but Gabe Davis has a touchdown. 
Gabe Davis has the yards. 80, 88 um, yards. I will say this. Diggs did beat his over for the yard total, which was 65 and a half. So, but that's the Jalen Ramsey effect, right? That's what happened. Yeah. So like, yeah, Ramsey, you know, this is actually, I guess you could say a bad game for Ramsey, but he's kept him out of the end zone. He's not over a hundred yards. There's still more game to play. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's yeah. kind of the, that's kind of was like the, the effect of, putting Gabriel Davis over a, you know, I get it. The number two over a Mooney because you had to think some of these prime targets from Josh Allen were going to go Gabe Davis's way because of the Jalen Ramsey effect on the other side of the field. And we've seen that exact thing happen. And I like Mooney a lot. And, you know, but San Fran actually, you know, they weren't phenomenal against receivers either last year, but better quarterback throwing Davis the ball, better offense. Uh, I mean, we're yeah. talking about teams less, bracketing, bracketing Pittman. Question and, marks. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about teams bracketing, you know, receivers and 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 things like that, you know, to to because there's a lack of talent behind them. Mm-hmm. You you telling me teams aren't going to double Mooney? Who the hell else do the Bears have? I mean, they have. Are 15 you trying to tell me that suck. Byron Pringle is not the name of a chip? And that he's a wide receiver. Wait, we just started calling him Barbecue Pringle. I did. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) That would be awesome. Well played. Done. I'm going to change change his name in Sleeper to Barbecue Pringle. I like that, AJ. I mean, if I wasn't I a Packers was fan, I'm not taking credit for it. That wasn't it. me. It that wasn't AJ. That was me. That oh, was him. Well, good job, Joe. Joe. Good job. I actually had something worth the shit that made me laugh. Credit for it. What the hell is going on here? I did give you credit for it. <laughs> Mike didn't. You're lucky. AJ is a good friend. I was just gonna say. I mean, if I wasn't a Packers fan, and this is another receiver on <laughs> Fuck, the Bears, where do I name him? Know, I would think Aquinas St. Brown is yeah, a tongue twister, not a player. No. Anyway, I mean. I don't it's want to it's equanimous. Uh, so I think we need to close it up here with the injuries. Let's rip through these here. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll stop on a few of these and ask you your opinion, AJ. But I think for the most part, um, you know, Zach Wilson, we already kind of talked about that. So we're not going to talk about that. He's out at least four weeks with a knee. So that's 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 trouble for anybody who kind of took him as your QB two. And or, you know, I took I think I took him as QB three. Three and one of my best balls. Yeah. I was looking oh, Raz Ball. Raz J.K. Dobbins. This is an interesting one. I want to get your your opinion on this. I've obviously got mine. You guys can check out my rankings, um, you know, and to, to see who I think is going to be the guy if if Dobbins does not go. But Dobbins is questionable with a knee. We already know Gus Edwards is out. They signed Drake, but they still got Mike Davis. I mean, who are you trusting out of those two if if Dobbins does not go? If Dobbins does not go, I am trusting Justice Hill more than Mike Davis or Kenyon Drake. Because he's been there. He knows the offense. Both of these guys are new. Um, I mean, we've seen what 
what they are. They're you really just they're, they're better. Not ask you this question. I no. I mean, I think Justice Hill Cheddar is the best Pringle. <laughs> yeah, but the Byron and the barbecue. So I I played with the bees. That's what I did, Dylan. Yeah, I, I get it. it. I get sense. it. That's that's funny too. But anyway, um, no, I I think in the long run, I don't no, necessarily. I mean, we're talking like we're probably think... talking the one week, man. I mean, that's really well, what it yeah, comes down to. exactly. I don't think Justice Hill is going to be Justice Hill's a guy. <laughs> he he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't shown anything. But I think the fact that he at least knows the offense gives him a slight edge over the other guys. Um, but I would not be surprised to see, you know, the typical Lamar Jackson owns the rushing yards for this team, especially this week. Yeah. Um, and and that, maybe he actually likely. passes it more. I mean, because we don't know what we're getting with these running back retreads. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't like any of them. Joe, any comments on the Pringle comment from Cle- Dylan Clements? I, I already did. Oh, I didn't <laughs> even see it. Where, what was it? Soccer me cheddar is the best Pringle. <laughs> I said, I, I played, I played the, the, you know, that is correct. I agree. But I, I played the, you know, the barbecue with Byron bees, put, put it together. Yeah, the let's beat, go, Clemens. Come on, man. <sighs> this fucking guy. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you, Dylan. All right. Other running back injuries. Uh, what else we got? Yeah. So real quick, I, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, I'm more of a Davis guy. Just because he's, as you're saying, he's with Hill. Um, Davis has been there longer. He's been there all all season, so he knows the offense a little better. I think Drake's probably Patrick. better, but. Um, I just think Davis is the guy to get there. Uh, Chase Edmonds actually is questionable with a groin. I kind of think he's like going to play, so I'm not really worried about that one too much. <laughs> Kenneth Walker, questionable with for Seattle. Probably not playing. Um, even if he does, I don't think there's going to be enough there for him to you know not be confident in starting Penny. I actually have Penny at 21. Um, also, thankfully, ahead of Acres. <laughs> It's just gonna be a terrible <laughs> ranking for everybody here. Um but Walker's I think I don't even think I have Walker ranked. I think it just these is probably not playing. Um so that's it for there. And then both of you are right. in this stupid I'm cell. Not in it. Can hardly so receivers, like, get out of the cell. Can't read the wide receiver injuries. Receivers, we got Drake London questionable with a knee. We got Lazard. Uh, who we mentioned questionable with an ankle. Yeah. We got Jalen Waddell. Well, so so there's an interesting one, right? With Lazard, wow. right? We've we've heard this like undisclosed injury it ends up being an ankle, like he got stepped on or something. So yeah. like now what happens, right? If Lazard doesn't go, who the hell is the receiver to trust there if anybody? And Same do we me. drop Rodgers even Same farther? Me. I think right now we're all kind of just like assuming Lazard plays. Um, I've still got him 33, but man, if that doesn't happen, I don't know, man. Rogers, Rogers, I probably just... gonna slip to like QB 14, 15 for me. If no Lazard and then like a bunch of rookies, no thanks, man. I don't, I don't even, I don't even think you know week one savior is, is gonna do that. <laughs> Sammy Watkins. Hey. 
No, he's not. Um, will he help? They'll, get, they'll all get a little boost, but no thanks, yeah. man. I'm out on that. But I, I mean, I'm out on Rodgers this year as it is. Um, <laughs> kind of am. I mean, I've got him QB ten. He likes to embarrass the NFC North, you know. So that that's always fun. Yeah, but that's great. It's it's nice <laughs> that you have a, a commercial with auto insurance and you know you like to park your minivan all over minnesota and chicago and whatever the the hell it is yeah that guy's awesome those were the best um but i mean he just he just doesn't have the weapons um i mean aaron jones is is there he is awesome um aj Dillon is is very good as well that's like the comfort level would you be at all surprised if aaron jones led the team in targets and receptions if if lazard misses because i would not be Uh, no i i'm already thinking that that could happen for the whole year anyways even now i don't i don't think he's gonna turn into an austin eckler type player but Mm. when lazard when lazard misses i think I think that's gonna be the way to the way to go. Um, all right, yeah. keep going, man. All right, so uh, again, Jalen Waddle uh, or Waddell, however I pronounce it, the first Waddle. time. Yeah, Waddell. I was wrong the first time. Um, it practice in full, by I the way. Can admit when I'm wrong, Joe. Uh, <laughs> questionable with a quad. He was cleared. Uh, Jacoby Myers is questionable with a knee. We got Michael Thomas questionable with a hamstring. Um, Deontay Johnson questionable with a shoulder and Russell Gage questionable with a hamstring. So let's go back to Deontay here. I mean, this is already going to be a tough matchup for Pittsburgh as it is. Then you're going to take their, their best receiver out. Uh, Diggs just scored. That's a bomb too. There you go. Fuck. <laughs> oh, just... Oh. I wanted, I wanted every piece of this Bills. Like I got so many shares. As I like, said ball, earlier I in the show, go with your gut. I should have benched Stafford everywhere. He's not playing horrible. Less than but, ten points, but in a flex and or super flex spot, he probably just in, cost me my matchup in Scottfish. But who would? Well, that's your that. Didn't we learn our lesson in drafting Stafford and Scott Fish two years ago? No, no, because um, I did it again last year. I was like, this is pretty good. Well, that was working out pretty well last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, except for those, those, except for those interception points. Um, yeah, I don't know, um, man. De- Deontay's going to be oh, one where we're, we're going to have to watch it to the wire. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's. Uh, it, it's tough, man. Like, it, he did he end up getting? I think he ended up getting like surgery on it, like to fix it really quick or something. I forget. Wait, I feel are, like we I talking, are we talking about Stafford still or Deontay, Deontay. Johnson? Oh, um, yeah. Oh no, shoulder injury. Sorry. So no, I mean, no, no, they're no. saying he's yeah. fine, but I mean, look, it's possible they just hold him out week one and just whatever. I mean. That definitely raises the 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 ranking for Claypool and Pickens, but 
Uh, I still don't really love either one of them as like, you know, guys that I would be trusting. Johnson's sort of their only trustworthy receiver, and I do like him a lot. You know, the quarterback play there is really going to be the the story of the season for everybody. But uh, we're going to have to watch this one down to the wire. I mean, I think if he plays and you drafted him as one of your starters, I think you're just going to have to throw him in there. I'm not. I'm not going to bench him if he's if he's healthy. If he, yeah, I agree. If he's healthy and he's playing, you know you this is going to be a tight matchup. You put him in because Pittsburgh could need to throw the ball a lot. So. Uh, yep. Last but not, of course, least, even though you're the catcher of football, the tight end position, we got Mr. Robert Tunyon is questionable with a knee. We've got Logan Thomas also questionable with a knee. We've got Zach Ertz, my calf hurts. Uh, and we've got George Kittle. Yeah, this one's not looking good. Man. Bad news. Yeah, George Kittle popped up on the injury groin. report. Groin injury, not practicing. Looking like he's actually trending toward not playing. I mean, I don't want to say it, but for especially for like DFS, Ross Dwelly time. <laughs> that dude was a monster. I like he had a couple really good weeks last year. Scott um, I still might. Nah, I probably just avoiding this whole situation. I think I really think what happens here if. Kittle doesn't play is we're going to get even more Debo, more Mitchell, and more running Trey Lance. That's what's going to happen, in my opinion. Those three get massive boosts, in my opinion. And uh, you're just going to, you know, you're just going to love it. Um, But yeah, I I kid about Dwelly. Dwelly, like, had, like, he really didn't two have years any ago, I think, or two, maybe three years ago. He was just like, holy shit. Well, he had that guy. like two touchdown game <laughs> in 2019. That's what everybody remembers. But yeah, then you got to remember, oh, it was actually 2019. So not very good. All right. Yeah. Three years ago. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't about Ross, Ross Raleigh, but. He's not bad. All right, guys. Well, that is it for week one. We are looking at a blowout at this point, 31 to 10. So we're going to get lots of passing. Maybe. Good. Higby Don't just throw bombed. another interception. How about uh, how, how about they actually throw the ball out of Robinson? Maybe everybody was right and I was wrong. And Alan Robinson actually is washed and just. <laughs> I thought he just didn't want to play for the. Bears, but maybe he actually is washed. Ooh, point, I don't know. One, Week one. Let's not overreact. Um, one target for one catch in 12 yards. Fantastic. That's not good. Fantastic. That's not good. Um, 80 yard touchdown right here. Um, yeah. oh, Come on. What's. Oh, you actually might be ahead of me. Oh, you, you, was that the uh, the, no, Higby? That was the Higby? Higby like bonked right off his his. Yeah, I always I forget you're using like the, the. No, I'm not. I'm not whatever. all the way back up to live yet. Hold on. No. I stuck. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, Robinson's got to get his you know what together. So, all yeah. right, guys. Um, thanks for tuning in, and remember to subscribe to the site. Get those custom uh, league questions into us on our Discord, man. That's the only way to get them in. 
to us this year. And uh, it's, I'm telling you, that's we're, we're going to help you win your leagues. I promise. So um, get in there, fantasy6pack.net slash plans. Use promo code F6P early for 25% off. So Only a few left, yep. people. Yep. Jump on now. Or you See will you all next week, and good luck in week one. Peace. Yep.